New Japan. New Japan. Oh my New god. Japan. You know what's funny is that I was going to say I hope he doesn't go straight to AEW. No. I hope he I hope he does go to New Japan. Yes. Yes. podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to the olympics and which do you prefer the summer olympics or the winter olympics oh you already know me you're winter a olympics all day oh yeah, yeah i was gonna say you're a summer olympics guy and i was like that's not right no hockey curling come on son yeah um i don't care for the olympics at all um, I know about like country, like you know, have pride in your country. I, I just it don't it don't interest me. Yeah, I, I tried I tried watching like the basketball wasn't entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, I we did watch water polo when we were at Applebee's. Yes, we did. I did watch water polo. I was thoroughly enjoying that. Um, I, I feel like every Olympic game has like some obscure sports that if you just take the time to watch it, it's actually really interesting. Yeah, water polo in summer, um, curling in winter. Summer also has um, like amateur uh, Roman Greco style wrestling. That's fun. Amateur boxing. Amateur boxing, bro. Some dude got knocked out in like the third second of the first round. I was like, oh, this Russian dude just laying people out left, right, and center. And then he got beat by a British dude who was like quicker than a sticker. Oh man, it was great. Yeah, it was. It's 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 fun. It but, is. Fun. Uh, but uh, we're not here. There, there's no. Professional wrestling in, in, in the uh, in the Olympics. <laughs> well, thankfully, there is no professional wrestling. But you know what? There is professional wrestling on SoundCloud.com/slash Grapples the Apples. That's Grapples oh. the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud? We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As always, I am one of your hosts. Hopefully, his mic stays in this entire time. <laughs> The very sensual, the very staticky, <laughs> Mr. Sunglasses at night himself, your boy, the general, your god, Shades. Joined, as always, by my hetero life mate, Mr. Ill Will the Grill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, Mr. Certified, the Godfather, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because baby, that's who I is. So thrill. Yes, sir. Not much to 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 go over. Mm-hmm. A lot of releases. Mm-hmm. A lot of contracts expiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some uh, upper deck news. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know upper deck, you've missed the childhood. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, some. Uh, some news of the list of the 50 greatest wrestlers that we get to go over mm-hmm. uh, our was it so we did the, the first 50 to 26 of yeah the entire list then yeah. we did our list so yeah. that's exciting i can't wait for that mm-hmm. and you know we got some um triple a news we got some nwa news and everything in between but before we get into any of that, mm-hmm. Mr. Thrillium. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Can you do me one favor? What is that, sir? Ring that bell. All right. So as Shades mentioned earlier about our childhood, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, I had a whole binder full of, you know, upper deck trading cards for hockey, baseball, you name it. Well, for those of you who still collect trading cards... You may now have something new to add to your collection. As AEW has signed a multi-year deal with Upper Deck for their own trading cards. I think that's interesting. Um, I don't know if I'm going to... No, let me, let me rephrase that. I know for sure that I'm not going to like you know go all out. But, huh, no pun intended. Um, but I think I might pick up a pack just to see what the cards look like. You know, just to have a piece of history. But, mm-hmm. you know... I think it's cool. Why not? You know, um, I've never been into like the baseball, basketball, football cards. 
but I did use like Upper Deck products because I played Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. Um, I was an avid Yu-Gi-Oh player. Um, so I don't really know like what you call. It. I know Big Sexy is uh, into like baseball cards and stuff mm-hmm. like that because he's he's bought a like he's put it on. Uh, the social medias, like uh, mm-hmm. the stuff that he got, uh, I, yeah. I I may cop a couple packs just to see. Yeah, you know, just to see. Maybe we get like a a diamond in the rough or like a a brand new like a limited edition type thingy, my Bob. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll definitely see. Um, I, I'm definitely interested. Um, yeah, I'm like I'm curious as to how they're gonna roll out. Are they gonna be so like every trading card? brand has like special things right they'll have like a holographic card they have rookie cards they have um like there's always like some sort of special thing so i wonder what AEW's things are, are they also going to do holographic cards are they going to do like special signature move packs uh you know what i mean like i wonder what what they're what kind of gimmicks for lack of a better word or i guess for an appropriate word what kind of gimmick packs they're going to come out with I mean, obviously, like Kenny and the Bucks have to have like that, like super holographic, uh, triple, oh, yeah. triple shiny gold, gold lettering, silver dollars everywhere. Yeah, like that. That's got to be their thing. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm definitely like interested. Uh, there'll be some cards that I like. Okay, so I have um a Kenny Omega pop, uh, mm-hmm. and I have the Cody pop from New Japan. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, I would like to have, like, the corresponding cards to go with them. That'd be cool. Uh, I would just, like... I uh, This this brings me back to, like, Pokemon when we were kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just, like, how uh, a holographic Charizard now is worth $50,000, you know? Right, right, right. Who's to know... You know, who's to say that a, a, a Kenny Omega first edition won't yeah. go for, you know, a couple hundred dollars either? You know, that's... We got, but, you, but you know, like, people are going to go out to get the first packs, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to be like, oh, I hope I get Kenny. I hope I get Malachi Black. I hope I get the Bucks. I hope I get Cody. And you're going to get, like, Peter Avalon. Peter Avalon <laughs> and Max Caster and Brandon Cutler. It's like, oh, that's not what I wanted. Did you hear this idiot Max Caster on, <sighs> on Dark or Elevation, whichever one it was? It was on Dark. I didn't hear it. But I know that everyone's up in arms about it, and even Tony Khan was like, "That should have never aired." What? What did? He, what did this buffoon say? It's. It was all right. So, um, I don't remember the the exact bar, but it was something okay. to the effect of, "I'm gonna make you claim mental uh, mental health issues like Simone Biles or something like that." Uh... First of all, Max Caster is garbage. So bad. He's, I don't understand why people think that he can rap because he can't. He can't. He cannot rap. Um, so that's one of the lines that. Um, oh, I'm reading it here. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it's, it's something to that effect. It's not the exact yeah, words. Yeah. Listen, the acclaimed kick ass for Miles make you claim mental health like Simone Biles. Yeah, there you Stop go. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, TK like was Dallas is going to pay the cost. I'm going to treat those bees like Duke lacrosse, bro. That's, Ooh, I don't know. Do you, do you remember the Duke lacrosse scandal? I know the pen. No, I know the Penn state one with, uh, I don't, I don't remember Sandusky. No. Okay. So yeah, that was a football team. Hold on. Uh, it's do... also a different school. Yeah, no, there was, hold on. I don't want to miss, uh, miss give misinformation, but let me see. Yeah, it was a rape thing. Oh. Yeah, back in 2006, three members of the Duke lacrosse team were accused of raping a woman. But then, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, whether or not it ended up being true or not, bro, you can't come out talking about... Claim mental health like Simone Biles, and they're gonna treat those bees like Duke Lacrosse. Bro, come on! Like, what are you doing? Yeah, TK was on Busted Open, and he said that from now, like, usually he doesn't like he, he he's he's very hands on when it comes to um, dynamite. Yeah, 
Uh, he's like, he's not usually hands-on when it comes to elevation uh, or dark. And he, he says that now uh, he's going to be. And uh, Max Caster has to run every single rap by Tony Khan. The blondes say are they? The blondes say they are the best, but those dudes are fi- faker than a PCR test. Bro, this guy's—he's a bum. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And and in relation to that, I'm as I went to go look this up, I'm reading that he's been pulled from a bunch of indie bookings. Mm-hmm. As a result of his stupidity, Max Caster pulled from indie event. Max Caster pulled from indie shows. He's a, he's a moron. He's also not good in the ring. There's nothing redeeming about this idiot. The minute you and I both saw Max Caster for the first time, neither, and this has nothing to do with his rap, which is terrible in and of itself. We were just like, A, this guy can't rap, mm-hmm. and B, he's not good in the ring. What what is the hype about this clown? And this is what he and then he thought what I'm gonna be edgy, bro. You're not cool. Making fun of making some fun of someone using mental health, um, making fun of a sexual assault victim, and making fun of COVID testing. Like you dumb? Are you dumb? Because you sound dumb. No. Uh, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, that's a, so those cards. Look out for those upper deck cards. Except, the, <laughs> except if you get a max caster. Oh yeah. yeah. Just Can use we... it to fuel fire when you're out camping. Exact fact. Um. Okay, so let's move on. So speaking of AEW, let's stay there for a second. Layla Hirsch. I forget what's what's her moniker. Um, the legit right, legit Layla Hirsch. Yeah, uh, has earned herself an NWA Women's World Championship match versus Camille, which, if I'm not mistaken, will be at um, NWA Empower. So they just continue to stack that card. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be a fun show to watch. Uh, I don't know anything about Camille. I'm not going to even pretend like I don't know much. I don't know anything. I don't know who Camille is. Uh, but I do know Layla Hirsch. I've seen her on AEW. Uh, she's okay. Um, I do think her size works against her in professional wrestling. And, you know, like, you know, you and I come from this thought process of, like, we don't care about muscle monsters. And I stay true to that, but she's just very, very short. Yeah. You know, she's, like, stocky, and she's clearly an athlete. But she's just very short. Um, I think she's, like, 4'11 or something nuts like that. Wow. So... You know, I I don't know. I don't know if my eye test of her in-ring ability is skewed because of her height. But every time I see her in the ring, I'm like, okay, like she's good. She's all right. She's, I mean, she's, you, know. you could be short and stocky. Look at Long John Silver over there from um, from uh, the Dark Order. Yeah, but it's – yeah, yeah. He's but short it's... and he's stocky, and he's, he's not bad in the ring. His matches are entertaining. yeah. But there's some, I don't know, maybe she's too short. I don't know. There's something, there's something about, I think that's what it is. I could be wrong. But there's something about her, her in-ring work and her height that I just, I don't know. I worry about her. Not like I'm not worried about her, her like safety. But I don't know how far she's going to go in the industry because I think her short, her, her short stature might be limiting. Uh, you're acting like a height supremacist. I don't mean to. I don't like that. I, I'm, I'm not about that. I don't like to. But it's the reality situation. It's it's tough. Can you really imagine a promotion putting their top title on her? Man, I don't know if I if my co-host is Ill Will the Thrill or Vincent Kennedy McMahon right now. No, stop it. You are, you are just. No, no. This I, is, look, this is the I'm, same guy who wouldn't give Rey Mysterio a chance. I see, huh? No, look, I'm. Man, making me feel even worse than I already feel. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve further judgment. I'm gonna watch some more for matches, and I'm gonna hope that I, it is. I just there's something about her height that that doesn't work for me. But but yeah. Um. So let's 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 move over a little bit to Impact, 
where we had two recent debuts on Impact TV. First, on their homecoming pay-per-view or, yeah, special pay-per-view. I don't know what to call it. The formerly Aiden English made his debut as the Drama King. Full-on heel. Works. It's... This is the gimmick for Aiden English. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Impact is the promotion for Aiden English. So that makes... I mean, for... I'm sorry. The Drama King. So, good for him, I guess. He's playing on that real... Uh, the pipes, man. He's playing on the pipes. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy, 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 boy. I mean, if you uh, got a gimmick, stick to it, right? If it works, it works. Mm-hmm. And speaking of working... Melina is back to work as she appeared on Impact, challenging Diana Parato for the Impact Knockouts Championship, which will take place at NWA Empower. Bro, it's like every promotion that has a female championship is going to be on the line at NWA Empower. They they making moves. They're making moves. They're really making it so that wrestling fans have to watch this show. Even if you're not an NWA show, uh, fan, if you're a fan of professional wrestling outside of WWE, you got to watch it power. Um, and then the last bit of news here in the world outside of WWE is Kane Velasquez, um, you know, that Kane Velasquez, the one that signed with WWE for all of, of you know a cup of coffee, is returning to Triple A, Triple A, the promotion where he really his first promotion that he worked out worked at after leaving UFC. So he's back over with Triple A. He will be making his return in. December. I yeah, I thought he was retiring. I guess not. Because uh, like knee issues or something like that. Like, so yeah. So Cain Velasquez apparently is not retired. He's just gonna go back to AAA. Um, I don't know. Do whatever you want, Cain. You showed up at WWE for two seconds. You're going back to AAA. Do what you got to do. Got a paycheck and dipped out. That's it. Do you boo boo? But that's it from the non WWE news. Bro, there's, there's, there's some stuff going on over there. What's going on in WWE? Oh, there's something in the water. There's definitely something <laughs> in the water. Uh, let's start off with what happened last Saturday. Uh, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, asked for his release and was granted said release. Now, from did he the ask WWE. for it or was he just released? Um, I, I saw that he asked for it, but a lot of places are saying that he was just released. Yeah, because from, from what I understand, it was from for budget reasons. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Mickey James tweeted out like a whole thing about like, hey, he's good enough to use his ideas and give it to somebody else, but not good enough to keep on the roster. And that's exactly what I said before she made that statement because it's true. Yeah. Um, not to mention on Monday Night Raw, there was a We Want Bray chat chant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we want Wyatt chat, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And Ronda Rousey felt the need to tweet out, uh, you guys chanted, we want beach ball during his match before, and now you're interrupting another match chanting, we want Riot. Uh, we want Wyatt. Uh, I can't stand you idiotic fans or something like that. Bro, she's the worst. She had a, she had a tough time at it in her one year in WWE, and she is super bitter ever since. Like, they rolled out the red carpet for you. Yep. You couldn't hack it in in WWE. Like, you couldn't hack it in mixed martial arts. You fought cans for most of your career, and then when you fought real fighters, you got your face kicked in. So you know, it's it's so funny because the the backlash from the fans is a result of the, the way WWE booked her. So maybe, Ronda, don't be mad at the fans for how they reacted. Be mad at whoever booked you for how they booked you, where they didn't give the fans a chance to appreciate you. Because your debut stepped all over Asuka winning the first Women's Royal Rumble. 
Mm-hmm. So how are fans supposed to appreciate you or like you when that's where we start? We start with Asuka, who was at the time a fan favorite and still at the time undefeated, a monster. And she wins the Rumble. Everyone's still, mind you, this was the same Rumble that Shinsuke won, so everybody was still high. And then you come out to point at the sign and close the show. If that's your debut, how do you think fans are going to take you? Yeah, I mean, p- fans still loved her, but then she started, like, using the, the F word, and a lot of fans are turned off. A lot of fans are turned off by that. Yeah. Like, you, the, the hardcores were already not on your side, especially when you put the belt on you within five seconds of being at the, at the, at the company. Mm-hmm. But even the casuals are not going to be on your side when you get to turn around and call it fake. Yeah. And it's like yeah, you want to you want to uh, honor Rowdy uh, Rowdy Piper, yet he said that he'll slap the taste out of anybody's mouth who mm-hmm. uses the word fake in front of him about, in terms of professional wrestling. <sighs> Misguided fool. Sure is. Uh, not only has um, Bray Wyatt been released, but there's re- reportedly that JoJo Offerman, his uh, baby mama. No longer under WWE contract. Her her release was quiet. This is like no, no news to this. Well, she hasn't been on WWE TV since before she got pregnant. So it's like true, very true, very true. Out of sight, out of mind, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Uh one of the bigger releases is the Nature Boy, Woo! Ric Flair. Ric Flair calls uh, Vince McMahon up personally, and he's like, "Hey, I don't like the direction." Uh, that you guys are going with Charlotte's character. I have, like, some things that I need to do, and I can't do it under WWE contract. I want to be out. And they were like, yeah, no doubt. Bye. Better better that than more of the Lacey Evans old man, child, bastard thing. I can't. Oh, he wasn't a fan of that. Yeah, you would think, right? Ric Flair would have been... Would would, would be. He said because it hurt... It, it would hurt Charlotte's character, but they went along with it anyway. And then she got real life pregnant, which ended the entire angle. It's only a matter of time until we get a Four Horsemen reunion in AEW. No. Yeah. No, Charlotte, Charlotte it'll never happen. It'll never happen. I can, I, can, uh, I can maybe see Sasha. Sasha would be the first one to go. I can see that. Becky's not going anywhere. Bailey's not going anywhere. I, the original four horsemen. I think that four horse women. I'm sorry, my bad. I misunderstood what you said. Yeah, I four horsemen. Four horse women. Okay. Tully and Arn are already in in AEW. It's only Rick and JJ Dillon if he's still alive. I don't want Rick on AEW TV. If it's a one off for the horsemen, sure. Yeah, fine. Yeah, if you're going to do that, fine. But I don't want to see him on AWTV. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Um, remember we said that Natty was injured uh, on Monday Night Raw last week? She's uh, expected to return from an ankle, ankle injury in under ankle a month. Surgery. Oh, she excuse me, surgery. Surgery, yeah. Surgery. Surgery. Um, I, I, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, the, I understand she's the women's tag team champion, one half of the women's tag team champions, um, but the belts mean nothing. Uh, they haven't meant anything since maybe Asuka and Io Shirai were champions. You mean Kairi Zane? What did I say? Io Shirai? Yeah. That's racist. My apologies. <laughs> Kairi Zane. And that, that even that's arguably, like, yeah, like they weren't as important. And they, I don't think they had much relevance after that. I was um, like maybe after the iconics, but they beat the iconics for it. That's what I'm saying. Maybe after the iconics is the last time that I feel like those those belts really were like tag team titles. You know what I mean? It's crazy that they were the second champions. Yeah. Well. All right. Are you ready to talk about some expiring contracts? Yeah. Pete Dune. That's your Peter Dune. Peter Dune. His WWE contract is expiring soon. 
New Japan. New Japan. Oh, my New God. Japan. You know what's funny is that I was going to say I don't want him to go to AEW. I want him to go to New Japan. Yes. I want the Bruiserweight back and in Japan. Speaking of New Japan, you forgot to tell uh, the fans what, what that is? at uh, New Japan's Resurgence or something like that. I don't remember the actual pay-per-view. We're going to get Moose versus Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I mi- I did not see that anywhere. Oh, no, man. You got to go to Cultaholic, M- man. Moose versus Ishii. That is beef. That is, that is interesting. That's going to be a slobber knocker if there ever was one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Everyone, boy. That would be fun. Everyone's angry dad, Tomohiro Ishii versus <laughs> Moose. I'm down for that. That'll be fun. So yeah, Pete Dunn. I hope he doesn't go straight to AEW. No. I hope he. Do, I hope he does go to New Japan. Yes, yes. And I feel like this guy is headed straight to AEW. Adam Cole, baby, baby. Reportedly, having his contract expire this month. This dude is the most AEW-bound wrestler that's ever existed. They were throwing contracts and money at, at Adam Cole, and he was just like, nah, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Right? And my bae. Hmm. All my friends are over there. My girl's over there. They're going to use me better over there. I already, I'm, I got nothing to do over here. It's only a matter of time until all those ROH guys, the Roddy Strongs, the Kyle O'Reilly's, the, the Robert Fish. But at least they're doing something with the other three. They have nothing for Adam Cole right now. Yeah. Nothing. They put Strong and Fish in a, in a feud with each other right now, so at least they're doing something. Kyle O'Reilly is the cool Kyle, although I haven't seen him do anything recently. What, what's, what is Adam Cole doing? There's nothing left for him to do. He's the longest reigning, like one of the longest reigning champions in NXT history. He is. He is right. The longest yeah. reigning. Yeah. So what? 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 What is there left for him to do? You can't bring him to the main roster because what are you going to do? Put a mid card belt on him? That's no. not Adam Cole. He's got to be in the main event scene. But There's it's no Logjam right now with Roman Reigns, John Cena, uh, Bobby Lashley, and unfortunately Goldberg. And you just brought Finn Balor back up. Exactly. So. But Finn Balor's going to feud with um, Baron Corbin, so. Yeah, but at least he's like, like he's touching the main event scene, you know? Yeah. The issue with Baron Corbin is a result of shenanigans in the main event scene. Where he was originally supposed to take on Roman Reigns, and then Baron Corbin got in the way, and so now it's John Cena. So at least mm. Balor's in that conversation. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. There's not. There's just nothing for Adam Cole to do in WWE. Literally nothing. They're just gonna pay him to sit on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sitting on the bench, do you want to uh, talk about what Tyler Breeze had to say? Oh yeah, no. Okay. No. Fair enough. No. I. I mean, I agree with him. Okay. But uh, no, I don't okay. want to talk about it. Uh, you know what? Let's let's just let's, let's, let's mull over real quickly. Okay. You, okay so, so you got it. I got it. You want to? Do it? Nah, you could run. You could run point on this one. You brought it up. So in an interview, Tyler Breeze, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. Cause I don't have the the thing right in front of me, but he essentially said that he doesn't understand wrestlers who complain on social media about not being used and being held down, so on and so forth. He essentially says, you know. I don't know what you guys signed up for, but we all signed up for you get paid to sit on the bench and you wait for your number to be called and to be used however they want to use you. If you do a good enough job and you get used again, awesome. If not, then, well, it's not your number. And and if you don't like it, find another job. So while I agree, if first of all, this is the most pragmatic outlook on like professional wrestling as a wrestler that you could possibly have. And I think it's probably the only way to keep yourself from going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's also a, like you're denying reality with this perspective. Absolutely. 
because there is an element of being held down. There is an element of not being used. If you're a legitimately talented person, no matter what you're doing, but you're not allowed to use that talent and using that talent could end up in you making more money and someone's in the way of you performing to that extent, then that that there's there is such a thing as someone holding you down. Knock knock. Hello, Ricochet. This is for you. Mm, 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 mm. You know, like, don't tell me that there's no such thing as being held down when you don't decide. You do not control your own fate in terms of when you're on TV, how long you're on TV. And how you're made to look on TV. So there is an element of being held down. It's not just you call your number and you're, you're, yes, in the most pragmatic, simplest form of thinking about a WWE or any professional wrestler's career, that is the most basic understanding of what you do. You Mm -hmm. sign a contract to be used how your booker sees fit. It is then your responsibility to perform at your highest ability and hope that your booker uses you again. However, you do you are at the mercy of that booker. Yeah. So, yeah, Tyler Breeze is not wrong, but he's also completely wrong. That's just my two cents on it. Yeah. He's definitely not going to be making anybody's top 50 list, I'll tell you that. <laughs> The Prince Pretty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tough break, kid. Go back to your wrestling school. So, oof. So, speaking of top fifties, you you want to get into the rest of the list? Let's do it. So do you last... have the list in front of you? I do. I have it. All right, my man. So last week we talked about this Instagram post that my boss sent my way of the top 50 greatest wrestlers of all time. Shades and I decided as a response to this ridiculous list that we would make our own. Last week, we gave you numbers 26 through 50 of their list, our and my list, and Shades' list. This week, we'll do 25 through number one, again, of all three lists. We'll start you off with their list. Wait, with yes. our number one being our greatest professional wrestler of all time. Right, so we don't know what their parameters were, nor do we know if... There were one through 50 was meant to be in that order, but shades and I two through 50 is in no particular order, but one is number one. Uh, in, in my particular list, again, this is not, this is not just, you know, it's just thrills list has his own, but my one through five are in order of what I deem the greatest. Okay. And shades list is wrestlers that he has seen personally where mine has more historical context to it. So, do you want anything else? Any more caveats, or do we go into it? Do you want to do 25 to 13, and I'll do 12 to 1? Yeah, you have the list in front of you? Yes, sir. Okay, so I'll do 25 to 13? Yes, sir. All right. Number 25, Vader. Mm. Number 24, Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Number 23, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Number 22, and this is the first one that made me go, are you out of your mind? The Godfather. Somebody smoking crack. On no planet is the Godfather on a top 50 list of anything. Not the, not the Godfather. Not, not the Kama, Kama Mustafa. Nothing, not bro. Papa Shango. Not no. Kama. N- no. None. Nah, get out of here. Bro, the Godfather himself said he was just there for the paycheck. He didn't care. Man, get out of here. Get out of my face. Number 21, Sting. Mm -hmm. Number 20, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Can't argue. Number 19, Eddie Guerrero. We'll never argue. Number 18, Jake the Snake Roberts. Don't hate it. Number 17, Edge. Okay. Number 16, Booker. T. Okay. Number 15, Mr. Perfect. Okay. Number 14, Kurt Angle. No complaints. And number 13, Randy Orton. 
Randall Keith. Randall, Randall Keith. Uh, uh, if there's only one person that doesn't belong on that list, it's the Godfather. Yeah, the order is is up for debate, but the Godfather does not belong here. He needs to. I don't. I'm sorry. What was his real name? Something White. I don't remember his first name. Something White, but no, I'm sorry, sir. You no, I'm sorry. All right, get you want to go with number twelve through one. Twelve to one. We got number twelve, Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eleven, the Demo God. La Championa, the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, Lionheart, see, whatever was, you want to call him, Chris Jericho. See, I was saving all the monikers for our list because I was like, man, this is whack. I'm going to save the monikers and the fun stuff. Oh, okay, my apologies. I, I won't do it again. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just, I'm just letting you know where my Tri- head was at. Triple H. Mm-hmm. At uh, number 10. Kane at number 9. Number 8 is John Cena. Number 7, Hulk Hogan. Number yeah. 6. The Rock, number five, Shawn Michaels, number four, The Undertaker, number three, Macho Man, uh, Randy Savage, number two, Ric Flair, and number one, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, quickly, let's continue to insult the stupidity. Look, don't get me wrong. I respect Kane. I respect was Glenn Jacobs, right? That's his real name? Yes. You're not better than Triple H, Jericho, or Bret Hart. Yeah, but or I don't think Kurt that Angle. this. I don't think this list is in order. You know. I don't know. I, I, some there's of the, no way. There's no way. Godfather before AJ Styles. Come on. Godfather before Rob Van Dam, Mick Foley. But it's Daniel no coinc- Bryan. It's no coincidence that Stone Cold, Ric Flair, Taker, The Rock, Shawn Michaels are in the top ten. And not in the bottom, in the in the top fifty. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, I still don't think this is in order. I, I just, I, I f- for your own mental health, it can't yes. be in order. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay, so last week, who went first, me or you? I went first, and then you. So went. you want me to go first this time? Yes. You I'm, all right? So I'm gonna go twenty-five to one. No, I'll go twenty-five to two. Okay. And then we'll save our number ones. All right, again, this is in no particular order. At number five, I mean, at 25, excuse me, 25, Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. Okay. 24, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hedding. Okay. 23, Terry Funk. Oh, okay. 22, now you mentioned him as a dishonorable mention. I put a humongous asterisk next to him on my list. Because despite what he did, he is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Number 22 is Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm not honoring him in any way. But if we're talking just facts of the facts of the facts, he's got to be on here. Number 21, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. Number 20, Brett the Hitman Hart. No arguments there. Number 19, Wow wow woo do 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 John Cena. Okay. Number eight number eighteen, Bruno San Martino. Okay. Number seventeen, Antonio Inoki. Okay. Sixteen. The game Triple H. Okay. Number fifteen, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Okay. Fourteen. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Damn he's oh okay, okay. Number thirteen. Brian Danielson. Okay. Number 12. You've already stole. You already did the whole thing. My man, Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Number 11. The Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, Dagnabbit. Okay. Number 10. Kenny Omega. Okay. Number 9. Bork Lesnar. Ooh, okay. Number 8. Mick Foley. Okay. Number seven, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. Number 60, Olympic gold medalist with a broken freaking neck, Kurt Angle. Okay. Number five, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Okay. Number four, Shawn Michaels. Number three, Ric Flair. 
Number two, The Undertaker. Okay, I think I know who your number one is. I mean, Walter. Okay, that's a that's a strong list. Mm. It's a strong mm. list. Mm-hmm. Let's see. For me, I have twenty five. Talk to me. The Chicago made Punk CM Punk. Okay. All right. Number twenty four. I have the Ace of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number twenty three. Mister Monday Nights. The whole effing show, Rob Van Dam. Mm-hmm. No, number 22, the Brahma Bull, the people's champion, the yep. most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment, The Rock. Yep, yep, yep. Number 21, the icon, the man they call Sting. Mm-hmm. I already did his whole thing. Number 20, Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah. 19, the nature boy, Ric Flair. All right. Um... Number 18, excuse me, I had a a stroke. (laughs) What are numbers? My brain just (laughs) shut down. Number 18, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, baby. Number 17, the phenom, the undertaker. Uh Number 16, the American dragon, Brian Danielson. Okay. Number 15, the Samoan submission machine, yeah, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Number 14, the king of kings, the barrier of talent, <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> the golden shovel himself. <laughs> Number 13, the rainmaker, damn Kazuchika right. Okada. Yeah, damn right. Number 12, the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Bro, for the rest of their lives, one equals the other. You just yep. can't. I always have to put them in a list next to each other. You have, you have to. You have to. Number 11. The King of Hearts. Owen Hart. Okay. Top 10. Not in any specific order until we get into five, of course. Mm-hmm. Number 10. The Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Randy Savage. Number 9. Mr. Perfect. Kurt Henning. Mm-hmm. Number... Eight, Dean Malenko. Okay, yeah, yeah, much respect. Number seven, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Mm-hmm. Number six, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now this t- from five to one, because I'll go to one first and we'll follow yours. I'm sure that, uh, again, you, you know who my number one is and I know who your number one is. Wait. Wow, Shawn Michaels did not crack your top five. No, and the Rock you, did not crack your top five. No, you'll and you'll see oh. why. Okay, okay. My number five, the Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? 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 Oh, okay. All right, proceed. Stone Cold Steve Austin, number five. Whoa. Number four. The the only Olympic gold medalist in professional wrestling, Kurt Angle. Number three, Eddie Guerrero. And as much as it breaks my heart, number two, the excellence of execution, Brett the Hitman Hart. Which leaves my number one. And it's only number one. It's the P1. The phenomenal one, Mr. TNA himself, the champ that runs the camp, the house that AJ Styles built, AJ Styles. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it goes pretty obvious. My number one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, let, let, let's let's talk. Let's talk, man, because we, we. I feel like the conversation has to be had right now. Okay, let's do it. Um, I don't. Okay, so I guess the issue here, not issue, but I guess what's I can't wrap my head around. We clearly have very different parameters. Yeah. Because I don't see how you could possibly look. Don't get me wrong. 
I loved Eddie. And I think Eddie was a great in-ring worker. But I don't see how you can put him above Stone Cold. Um, I don't see how you can put... Look, okay, obviously I have Stone Cold as my number one, so I have that's my opinion there. But there's like I can almost help. I can almost hear an argument for like a Shawn Michaels, a Ric Flair, but I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I don't. And to not even have the Rock in the conversation for the top five. Okay, so one I took into uh, consideration ringability. Sure. Um. AJ's definitely not in there for promo skills. Let's 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 face and, it. And that's my gripe. Um, but we've had this conversation when you and I were driving to Philadelphia to see Metallica. Yeah. yeah. We did our our our, our Mount Rushmore. Right. And I said that AJ Styles made me believe in professional wrestling again. Yeah. Without, I understand with, that. Without watching AJ Styles, I'm not on this podcast right now. Yeah. I'm yeah. not watching. I'm not watching wrestling. That's fair. So for for him, Bret Hart is arguably my favorite wrestler of all time. That's why he's he's number two. And that's what I was also, gonna say though, but is it the greatest or is it your favorite? Also, Bret Hart is probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, in ring technician of all time. There's a reason why he's called the excellence of execution. Now, although Stone Cold is probably one of the best guys on the mic. He was good in the ring. He wasn't great. Oh, I th- don't under don't I don't undersell Stone Cold's in ring ability. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is he was good, not great. Like he he can put on a classic, but the things that AJ Styles can do in the ring, or the things that Bret Hart can do in the ring, Stone Cold ain't doing. Wait, but are we talking about flash or substance? Because sure, Stone Cold's not doing you know springboard moonsaults or you know four uh, fifties or Spanish flies or whatever else. But like his in ring psychology is is close to to none. I mean, there's a reason that it was him and Bret Hart that pulled off the double the the double switch. Mm-hmm. I don't know that any other pair could have pulled off a double switch the way they did. And that's why, like, I won't argue you saying Brett the Hitman Hart belongs in the top 50, I mean, in the top five of all time in terms of in-ring ability. There's no question. Because they understood ring in-ring psychology and technical mat wrestling to a different level. I mean, if we're talking about, like, having your, like, in terms of match quality and, and like gr- one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, you'd have to put Kenny and Kazuchka up there. Well, so that's why there's parameters, right? That's why it's not just one thing. That's why. So that's my again. This is where I think Kenny the, has. All right, let's let's face it. Kenny has the whole package. He's a great talker. He's a great in-ring worker. Can you do you do you agree or disagree with that? I don't think Kenny has everything i i don't okay so when i think of professional wrestling right there's i guess there's i guess you could call like a five tool like a like a baseball player right like there's Mm -hmm. you know in ring there's in ring mat based wrestling right that goes like psychology technical wrestling that that all isn't one thing you have um promo ability right where can you do with with the microphone you have marketability how much do you sell you have, like, how much did you make? And you have, like, your your accolades, which, granted, it's put upon you, but, like, a degree of that is earned, right? So that's why, like, AJ is up there. The only thing for me with AJ is his, his mic work is a killer. And he hasn't, and this is no through no fault of his own, he hasn't made any company as much money as Shawn Michaels has, as Ric Flair has, as Stone Cold has. To me, those are the top three of all time because of how much money they made their, for their promotion, how much money their brand alone can make, as well as what they can do in the ring and on the microphone. He almost single-handedly kept the company alive. Yes, I do not disagree with you. But th- but that's the point. This company was 
dying how many times for how long? But that's not through, through no fault of his own. Also, Shawn Michaels wasn't in one of the most profitable eras in the WWE. That golden age was like that. The, the new era was garbage, and they were losing. That's why they needed a shot in the arm. But Shawn Michaels was part of, and the beginning of, one of the most sellable entities in professional wrestling history in DX. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is, AJ Styles almost single-handedly kept afloat a company which was being supposed was supposed to be groomed as WWE's competition and came nowhere near it because of mismanagement. There is no doubt of what AJ means or meant to TNA and TNA's history. I don't I don't question that. That's why I said my biggest neck on, on AJ is his mic skills. If AJ was better on the mic, he would be in my top three. But Ric Flair's mic abilities in his prime, not now, because now he raises rambles of an old man. But Ric Flair in his prime, his mic skills were untouchable. Shawn Michaels, Mike, untouchable. Stone Cold Mike, untouchable. Uh, Michaels, not so much. Dude, when Mike, come on, let's think about Shawn. He may not have like a a Dusty Rhodes, you know, American Dream son of a plumber promo. He may not have a cream of the crop. Randy, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage promo. He may not have an Austin 316 promo, but if you look at his promos over time, he does, even even his I lost a smile promo. Garbage. Come on. Garbage. Garbage. Uh, bro, all, all of his, D, all lost, of his DX promos, all of his, his DX, DX promos. His DX promos were good. Him his, as his, a baby his face. Second, his second run in WWE, all of those promos. His program with Chris Jericho. Okay, you're you're come you're, on, but you're you you said the lost my smile promo, which is regarded as one of the worst things that everyone can say because it was a because it was dumb lying, but like the guy was out there shedding a fake tear, even that like he he put his effort into the guy Crap. was hopped up on drugs on his Crap. way out, didn't care and cared enough to be like no, I lost no, my smile. No, that's not what it was. He didn't want to lose to Bret Hart. Either way, either way. His mic skills, you like you can't give one promo as an example to to to, to debunk nah. the rest of his promos. You want to know something? I also took into account the politics game. Okay. A lot of guys in this like AJ Styles never played the politics game. Sure. He went out there and he did what he could with. He could put on a a five star classic with a broom. He did what he could with what he could. Exactly. So that's why, like, this was a guy who wasn't supposed to be who he is now. Hey, he just showed up with his friends. That's why um, I have... Uh, there, there may be a little bias there. Like, if, 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 I'm, if I'm taking out, like, the complete bias, I would have Bret Hart as my number one. Okay. If I'm taking out the bias, Bret Hart is number one. But AJ Styles... Over Stone Cold? Yes. Bro, the, the wrestling industry is not what it is without Stone Cold. Okay, but who helped kickstart that? I'm not saying Bret Hart wasn't a part of that, but you cannot compare the two in terms of money-making success. Uh, you, you're you're focusing on the money when you're not focusing on just like... I'm in, not... Like, you're, I'm, you are, you are though, because you keep bringing up money. And it's a valid point. Don't get me wrong. Nobody, and I do mean nobody, and nobody probably ever will. Sell merch like Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that, but that's what I'm saying is that it's the it's not just like money as an overview. It's how it translates. With Stone Cold, that people watching Raw, Stone Cold, Stone Cold people watching pay per views. Stone Cold's merch still moves like gangbusters. Any wrestling show, you're guaranteed to see minimum five Austin three sixteen t shirts in the crowd. Minimum. He was selling from the beginning of his Austin 316 run till now. His brand still moves more than current wrestlers. He's he's in my top five. But again, this is my list. This is my well, I opinion. Understand. I understand. And, I, and, and he's definitely top five for me. But I enjoyed – I didn't – like, okay, so maybe there's a little bit of bias because I was young, really watching, and I couldn't – 
care for wrestling as much as I do now, mm-hmm. but I was fully invested in a Kurt Angle match. I was fully invested in an Eddie Guerrero match. Mm-hmm. I was fully invested in a Bret Hart match, in a in a AJ Styles match, in a Stone mm-hmm. Cold match. Mm-hmm. But for me, there was just there's things in the ring that these four guys did for me that Stone Cold couldn't. Interesting. See, I try to like I, I obviously there's built-in bias no matter what. I don't care who anyone says about anything. Anytime you make a list, there's an implicit bias built in because that we're human beings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I tried my best to remove any null bias and look at it completely objectively. And I just – that's why to me, if I did a top five the way you did, like I'm looking at my screen right now, and I other than AJ – I switched AJ for The Rock, and my top five is Rock, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Taker, Stone Cold. Not Triple H. No. No. Um, again, talking about like brand and legacy and in-ring work and promo, Taker's got to be up there. Ric mm-hmm. Flair, Shawn Michaels, and The Rock. The Rock, who, you know, similar to AJ, was never really meant to be there. Sure, his dad was a wrestler, but he didn't come up as a wrestler. The guy was a football player who just landed in a, in a wrestling ring because he had nothing else to do. And then became, again, similar to Stone Cold. Someone whose brand has taken him to the point where he's – the, the biggest, paid, yeah, he's the, the highest paid, paid actor movie. in Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. So, but I'm not, but that I'm excluding as part of his wrestling. I do not take into account Fast and Furious, Moana, Jungle, whatever, um, Jumanji, Rock, Dwayne Johnson, as part of his wrestling career. I don't. But while he, The Rock was a wrestler, Mike work, probably the best promo in the history of wrestling. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be hard to argue. Pro- yeah. In-ring work, was it the greatest? No. But the, but the dude knew what he was doing. He could put on a good match. Like, he was a, a good, if not very good wrestler. Um, and then the rest speaks for itself. You know? And then talking about, like, you know, the same way we talk about Kenny and Okada forever being linked. To me, Stone Cold and The Rock are forever linked. Same uh, to me, it's like a four. It's like a four chain link. It's Stone Cold, Vince McMahon, The Rock, and Triple H. Those four are forever stuck together, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just I, t- I I have to look at the whole thing. And for those of you who are probably wondering, no, Hulk Hogan will never ever touch my greatest anything lists, other than it's like the greatest jerk offs that's ever existed. I mean, then you're being biased because your well, hatred yes, for him would stop him from from being one hundred. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. I will not deny that. If, let's if, face if, it. Without him in the, the NWO, there is no DX. There is no reason for an Austin 316. There's no edgy, what you call it. Like, if I'm being objective, he's in my top 50. His in-ring work will preclude him from being in the top 10. But everything else puts him in the top 10. So if I'm being completely objective, Hulk Hogan is one of the 10 greatest wrestlers of all time. But any list that I could put together, he'll never be on it. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Can't do that. Um, and I guess with that being said, Chris Benoit probably should not have been on my list if, I, if all things being equal. Uh, yeah, it doesn't get more of a being a, a, a jag off than yeah, your yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's hindsight being twenty twenty and all. Benoit probably should not be on this list. Um, and so but I, I guess. Well, remember, we did this in no particular order. So him being 22 was just because that's when I thought of him. Um, I guess, you know what? I don't hold... So the same way that you hold, like, um, AJ and Bret Hart's in-ring ability to high standards, like, or to high regard, rather, I do too, which is why, like, when I think of greatest wrestlers, I'm more inclined to think of Chris Benoit than Hulk Hogan because Hogan was junk in the ring. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm, and I'm not trying to defend myself about having been on the list at all. He should not be on my list. I apologize for that, but that's just kind of where my head's at. Um, but hey, this, I'm I'm glad this list was what it was because it gave us differing opinions and something to talk about. And I think shades, if you would be inclined to agree, we should do stuff like this more often. Uh, I I'm definitely not opposed to it. I mean, I think we should look into 
tag teams next. I was going to say, maybe let's cut it down from 50 to 25. maybe like 25 or 20 maybe even. Let's see how, how far we can get on that list. Yeah, right? And, and maybe we do this on a more regular basis. I don't know about weekly, but on no. a more regular basis. Maybe yeah. once a month, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Because this is this is this was fun, and it's especially fun. Like it's interesting, shades. You were so excited about our top twenty-five. I think we had more differing in the bottom twenty-five. Because mm-hmm. like every name that you mentioned was on my list, just in a different place. Yeah. And there was people on your list that I didn't even have on my list: the Ultimate Dragons, the Terry Funks, the McFoley's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, same with you. I mean, I don't remember specifically, but there's guys on your list that clearly didn't make mine. So I think I think we might have to make this a more common occurrence on grapples to apples. And we got to get the fans invested. So Shades, we got to start putting this up on social media, bro. Yeah, I do. think we got to we got to reach out to the fans because we need more opinions. We need you guys to tell Shades about how wrong he is that Stone Cold's not number one. <laughs> I spent all my life being right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, in the world of professional wrestling, there are good seats. And like a fart in church, there are some bad ones. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest. That is professional wrestling. So, Shades, you got any good seeds? You got any bad seeds? What do you got for me? <sighs> I don't know if I have a good seed, but I definitely have a bad seed. Okay. What do you got? WWE oh. releasing Bray Wyatt. Bah, suckers. Idiots. Uh, th- easily. Easily that. Um, maybe my my good seed goes to the Malachi Black Cody Rhodes match. Really? Yeah, you know, Cody Rhodes actually putting somebody else over. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and in dramatic fashion also. Yeah. Okay, okay. I appreciate not, that. Not I crazy that. not crazy about Malachi's ring gear. You mean basketball shorts? <laughs> he looks he looks like a, he, I don't know if he's doing Muay Thai or he's gonna play a pickup game of basketball. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get better ring gear, buddy. You gotta get better ring gear. what happened to the trunks? Those I the don't plain know. black but, trunks. I don't understand. Uh, licensed by WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know, whatever. Um, okay, so let's see. Mm-hmm. Bad seed. Do I want to give it to the releasing Bray Wyatt? I do want to give it to that. You know what? I will. Um, just because there's nothing more blatantly terrible than that. I'll just, I'll yeah. just, and the fact that they're still using a gimmick that he created. While releasing it. Yeah. Ugh. Sickening. Um, <laughs> my good seed goes to Rhea Ripley for what she did to Nia Jax's face. <laughs> Petty. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, I don't mean that. I kid. Nia, I don't mean that. I'm sorry. But now I know what it feels like. Um, I'm going to give my good seed to... NWA really going for it and stacking the card for Empower. Yeah, they're trying to really empower these women. Uh, <laughs> You're so funny. Um, what is Empower? Let me see. I, I'm, let me see. What is this thing? NWA Empower August 29th? Does that make sense? Let me see. PW Insider. Um, No, that's August 28th. So there you go. August 28th. Well, folks, that's the wrap up our episode this week. You can listen to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud? You got Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. 
Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com, Twitter.com, Instagram.com, slash Grapples of Apples. Again, that's Grapples on number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you're going to do to put us in many eyes and as humanly possible because we appreciate it. And don't forget to look out for the post in the upcoming week. We want to hear your lists of your top 20, top 50, top 15, top five professional wrestlers of all time. We want to hear that. In the meantime, until then, I've been one of your hosts, Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespeare in Canada, the Major English, the Godfather, Mr. Certified, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely by my hero, like mate, tell him who you are, baby. I am the man of the hour, the man with the power, too damn sweaty to be sour, cream of the crop, <laughs> rise to the top, your boy, the general, your god, most importantly, your champion, Shades. And don't forget to check out our episodes from last week, this week, next week, and every other week. It's an apple a day. It's bad wrestling. Peace. Love you.